It's a beautiful day in the universe. You're listening to Cosmically Yours, a podcast with intuitive astrologer Kara James. I'm glad you're here. Not just listening in, I'm glad you're here on the planet. The world needs you to claim your brilliance, and in these weekly audio letters, I hope to inspire you to do just that. Sunday, January 10th, 2020. Dear listener, greetings from Portland. It's cool and wet here as usual. Um, My house was built back in the 1930s. It's a cute little thing, lots of character. Um, Southeast Portland, not too far from downtown. But gosh, is my house drafty, and especially my office. Uh, My office is on the top floor of our home, and the heat just doesn't really find its way uh, all the way up here. Um, Fortunately, a previous owner put in a wood fire stove, And I don't usually take the time to uh, fire it up, but my fiery Leo husband started it for me today, and wow, it is toasty and warm, and I'm enjoying my little office perch here looking down on the street uh, in the warmth uh, warmth and glow of the fire here. Now, I heard that the polar vortex may be on its way uh, again uh, from a couple years ago, so stay warm, friends in the Midwest and the Northeast. I know I was in Iowa a couple years ago when that rolled through, and uh, you really should not put a California-born girl without a parka or any uh, proper winter gear um, in the middle of Iowa during a polar vortex, I just have to say. Um, So good luck out there. But uh, back to the West Coast, back to Portland, where our protesters are labeled things like thugs and terrorists and anarchists, Uh, at a place where Trump vowed to, quote, take over if violence continued to rise in our city, most of which, of course, wasn't true violence at all, uh, was misrepresented in the media. And my thoughts are so much on what's been happening politically, uh, what happened at the Capitol building this past week, as I'm sure your heart and mind have been dwelling there as well. And I found a quote from our current president uh, from, again, uh, events relating to what was happening out here on the West Coast where um, protesters were, you know, practicing their their rights. Um And he said, quote, the radical politicians are waging war on innocent Americans. And now here on Wednesday, we see the, quote, radical Americans waging war on politicians. And I didn't use the word innocent politicians, though no one at all deserves uh, the, the horrors that that were uh, performed at the Capitol building. I mean, actually creating gallows and uh, tying nooses and um, people in tactical gear running uh, uh, into the Capitol building and toward our politicians. Absolutely not. But we are, as a society, facing these big questions around uh, power and authority and accountability of our leadership. And again, nothing has been particularly um, brought on by any individual person here, but our politicians uh, are being pushed on. They are being pushed on in a pretty big way by the planets, especially Saturn and Pluto. They got a big storyline started here, uh, actually right around this time last year. And it's a 30-year story. We're still in the opening act. The scene has been set. The events of this week are part of that scene setting, I have no doubt. And, you know, no matter what side of, of the political aisle you're on, I think it's clear that our leaders must be held accountable. And they must have the goodwill, uh, goodwill toward the people. Um, which a lot of us aren't seeing from from either side. And of course, I have my strong opinions and beliefs, but um, but you may have your frustrations in a different way as well. And, you know, I was looking, you know, I've got a moon calendar uh, on the fridge and I was showing it to my husband, you know, a few weeks ago. And I said, look, look at uh, Wednesday, uh, which is now last Wednesday. Look at Wednesday. Do you see when you see a moon like this, where it's a quarter moon? It's a day of tension and frustration. And then I pointed down to January twenty-first, the day of the presidential U.S. presidential inauguration. Also, 
um, that one, uh, the first quarter moon, this last one is the last quarter moon, another day of tension and frustration. And I said, you just really couldn't, you know, you wouldn't really set up an inauguration for a day that that's ten that is that tense, which I'll speak a little bit more about about later. Um, and then, of course, the last quarter moon that we just had on Wednesday, that day was also the day that Taurus, oh gosh, I'm I'm totally misspeaking that Mars moved into Taurus. And you may remember for the last six months or so, Mars has been in Aries all feisty and fired up and then all pent up as it was retrograding for a number of months and then, you know, starting to move forward again and revisiting all this, <laughs> the different storylines around COVID. And gosh, it's just been a heck of a time uh, with Mars being, you know, in the position that it's been in. And so the day Mars left that six-month uh, you know, period of frustration, it moved right into Taurus, it picked up speed as it was, you know, finally through the end of its um, uh, retrograde period out of the shadow, hit Taurus, and instantly, we have this violent act take place at the Capitol. And, you know, it's said that Mars transits can be felt just before they happen. So I think it wasn't until like 2.30 p.m. that Mars moved into Taurus a few hours after uh, the axe had taken place. So sure enough, as as expected, Mars um, got the action going just before Mars moves uh, can move quite quickly. Um, so Mars is in Taurus and he's already uh, stirring up some uh, some new parts of the story here. So we'll um, we'll explore that a little bit. But, you know, Mars and Taurus really wants to take powerful action. Taurus is a sign that can really get things done, and especially Mars and Taurus. Goodness, my mom has Mars and Taurus, and I've never seen a woman work so hard. So um, it's actually an energy that we can really use to our advantage in lots of ways, um, especially coming out of a frustrating time. But, um, but of course, <laughs> there's lots of different ways the planets manifest. And you know that Jupiter and Saturn are in Aquarius now. That's the Christmas star when they first uh, got together at the end of December. And while having this air energy now in the chart is helpful, air also fuels fires. So the fact that there's some things getting stirred up is not particularly surprising. And Aquarius is the sign of revolution. I uh, haven't really heard many people talking about it from that angle in terms of, um, you know, in terms of anything but positive, like, oh, good, we're moving into Aquarius energy and and uh, we'll be focused on, you know, all these great solutions for the future. But, you know, it's also a rebellious type of sign. And I can't help but wonder if the actions that we've seen in the past week have to do with that, um, those planets moving into Aquarius and those planets are going to be stirring up some trouble <laughs> Uh, in a number of ways this year, I should say strain up tension, right? Not necessarily trouble, but they're going to be um, some of the big actors this year. Um, so more to more to share about that. And actually, I'm having a couple of webinars in the next week or two where I'll be going into that more personally. We'll talk about how to use our Aquarian and Taurus energies for our own personal revolutions. Um, certainly plenty, uh, plenty to say around all of that. And today, I, th I actually thought I was going to be talking about health with you. I've become incredibly obsessed with medical astrology, and I've been reading all these 17th century authors, and um, I'm just really up to my eyeballs in books. My husband claimed I was like Howard Hughes <laughs> the other day, surrounded in my in my books. Um, don't worry, I do cut my fingernails. I'm not peeing in jars, but um, but I am I am really really involved in all of my. Uh, studies right now, um, so much so that I've actually enrolled in an herbalism school because I want to be able to bring more remedies on a on a physical plane, um, not just working on the psychological and spiritual plane with folks. So um, anyway, lots of fun things that I want to share with you about in the future around health, especially since that's a big topic at the beginning of the year for a lot of people. Um, but instead, I just woke up in light of all that was going on incredibly curious about Mike Pence and Mike Pence's chart. Now, we don't have a birth time for Mike Pence, so we don't have the full story. Not that we ever have the full story, especially if we don't have the person here in front of us. You know, it's one thing to read a chart with a client where you get to ask them questions and understand more of how their energies, uh, energies in their chart have 
evolved and um, you know what it's taught them. And completely another thing to read a, a cold chart with someone that you don't know much about. Um, but anyway, Mike Mike Pence, uh, Mike Pence, Donald Trump, uh, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris, they all have some significant points in their charts in Gemini and Sagittarius, which is kind of interesting. I mean, those are the signs where our eclipses have been of late and are also still upcoming. So lots of change on the horizon for all of these um, all of these folks. And of course, some of that has already been set in motion. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Gemini, you know, Gemini and Sagittarius, um, there are signs that relate to knowledge, uh, relate to communication. And we actually have seen quite a number of presidents with Gemini sons, such as uh, Donald Trump now. Uh, Mike Pence also is a Gemini son. And I can't help but wonder if it is in part because Gemini is so good at holding duality. And I mean, what a what an uncomfortable place one has to be in consistently as uh, the president or as a you know significant leader of our of our nations. Um, to have to hold those those dueling things, those discomforting things, such as um, we're going to go to war and harm other people to protect life here at home, um, that's that's not an easy thing to reckon with. Um, but Gemini has that ability to see the duality, work work through those things, and that's probably you know a big part of their life life work, life lessons. Um, so anyway. I'm going to take a look at Mike uh, Mike Pence's chart here, and I'm just going to, I don't have it all really scripted out, so I'm just going to be kind of reading it uh, in a bit of real time here um, as I'm looking at my, uh, my printout. So the thing that really caught my eye in terms of what was happening in Mike Pence's world this last few days is... I, you know, all the energy is right at his Mars. Mars is our planet of action. It's our planet of leadership, how we move through the world. And Pence's Mars is in Leo, the very early degrees of Leo. And, you know, this is someone who may not have a lot of courage to act or is learning to develop courage to act based on their own needs, expressing their ego. So that's interesting to me right off the bat is, okay, there's, you know, there's a, a focus here on needing to be courageous to step out in some way. And that's where all the energy in terms of the transiting planets was pushing or has been pushing and will be pushing uh, in the coming days as well. So he has Saturn and Jupiter opposing his Mars. So these are um, this, you know, Saturn itself could be representative of a leader, right? This could be Trump himself uh, putting all the pressure on on Pence to act in the way that he would like him to act. Um, this can also be the energy of people storming the Capitol and coming at him, opposing his Mars, opposing his planet that relates to vitality, right? His own life was threatened um, in, a, in a really significant way. So we can see, of course, looking back, I hadn't really looked at Pence's chart anytime recently to know this was all coming. Um, but what an interesting thing to see here in the chart, this um, this tension. And the other piece of tension is that Mars and Uranus, in this, where they are in the sky right now, are also in a tense relationship with his Mars. So there's this sense of, um, you know, surprising actions, things that aren't expected, uh, having to kind of face face accountability for one's actions. It's kind of coming at him from so many different layers, um, so many different places. So I'm, you know, I'm really curious to see what happens in the coming days with Mike Pence. Will he invoke the 25th Amendment? And, you know, if Pence was my client, <laughs> you know, I'd be saying, Pence, here's your Mars in the early degrees of Leo. You know, it's time to take a stand. And, you know, the early part of Leo is really scared of being seen. They don't, you know, it's the energy is kind of around having to get up on a stage and push through your stage fright and know that you're going to have to endure judgment in some way, which uh, can be incredibly terrifying. So all this tension is showing like, okay, Pence, you have an opportunity to take a stand. You're going to be judged for it. No one, I shouldn't say no one, many people, no matter what you do, are not going to like you for it. And yet 
Mars, you know, is an expression of who we are, expression of our ego, especially in Leo. And you're being called to to use that, to act on your convictions in some way. Now, of course, I don't know his convictions, right? I would think if someone <laughs> was threatening your life, um, you might want them to be out of office. But of course, we're complicated people, and we have complicated charts. Uh, Mike Pence's progressed moon, progressed chart is a way to kind of look at what's happening in our inner world. His moon is in Libra, so he really, really, really wants harmony. He wants peace. <laughs> So what a wonderful conflict to be in, to be especially in a place of desiring peace and harmony and yet to have uh, all of this tension pushing on you. So I don't envy the man at all to um, to be in the position that he's in right now. But in his progress chart, the moon is also uh, squaring his Saturn. So there is another uh, element here of needing to take action relating to power and authority. So very, very, very curious. Um, but looking at the energy, I actually would not be surprised if Mike Pence surprises us. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I would not be surprised if he surprises us in part because this uh, transiting Mars Uranus is opposing what's called a midpoint. Um, again, another another fancy type of chart that we use when we're getting really in-depth. Um, and the midpoint that it's opposing is uh, his Saturn ascendant midpoint, which is one way to look at it is Saturn, planet of leadership and authority, um, connecting with his ascendant, which is how you're seen in the world. So we could interpret this as you know, a potential, a potential sudden shift or change or action that results in a, a leadership opportunity for Mike Pence, even if it's only for a day or two or a few weeks or, you know, well, I guess it would, couldn't be a few weeks, a week or so. Um, it could be that momentary assuming the throne um, that gets stimulated from all of this, uh, this wacky stuff that's happening. So um, very, very, very curious to see what happens. Um, meanwhile, let's see, there's also some other midpoints getting squared in his chart, which could lead to him taking a surprising action. <laughs> and, um, and again, there's an element that relates to um, a possible uh, uh, shift in position. So I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen, but he's definitely in the cosmic hot seat um, in several several different ways, and uh, and then you know taking a look at uh, taking a look at Trump's chart. Now I didn't really share anything about this in my letters to you all here, but I did speak on another podcast and I did present at a live event talking about the election. And in that one, I went much more in depth between Trump and Biden's chart. And this was, of course, several months back before the election and trying to see what the energy was going to be and um, make some predictions around who might win. And, you know, at that time, they bo both uh, both Trump and Biden had opportunity and they both had a lot of challenge, right? Both things you need for change to happen. And I really thought that Trump had a good shot of winning the election, in part because I, the way I see his chart and the way I see how the energy is kind of building up, I thought that losing the general election was not enough to create that kind of ego crisis that seemed was coming for him in some way. I thought that in order to really deal with his authority issues, etc., that he may need to be removed from power to have enough of that fall from grace to kind of be a wake-up call for him in some way. Now, of course, that might be me putting some bias on the situation. We always have to be careful about that. Um, but but that's kind of what I saw. I just thought, you know, it doesn't seem like that's enough. Of course, I did uh, underestimate his ego because um, in some ways it was enough. It was enough to uh, make a big scene and uh, lie about um, uh, you know, illegal elections and et cetera. So, um, so anyway, I'm, I'm just curious now that we're in this place that we are where the Democrats are potentially, uh, going to bring up impeachment again this week. And again, the, the question mark hanging out there in terms of Mike Pence's abilities, I'm going, Hmm, maybe I didn't read that wrong. Maybe, 
maybe this uh, ousting is still going to happen. Um, may not be completely in time legally, but maybe at least the action um, that prevents him from being able to run for office again. So uh, very, very, very curious to see where this goes. And, um, you know, some other predictions that I had made around Trump was that I did think he would have a fall from grace, a fall from power. I didn't think it was going to be right away. And I predicted also that in the coming year or so, there would be legal actions and things that relate to his finances, um, especially my memory, I don't have all the details in front of me right now, but um, around the fall is when it looked like it would be especially, um, you know, time for the chickens to come home to roost. And um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But some interesting, <laughs> some interesting developments. And uh, you know, we'll more. The story shall shall unfold a little bit more, of course, in the coming days. And given all the Uranus energy in Trump's chart, it will continue to be surprising and exciting. I have no doubt. Now, the other chart that I've been taking a look at this morning today. Uh, is the United States chart, right? Our birthday, July 4th, 1776. And the the energy to come in the next week or so and leading up to Inauguration Day is also incredibly tense. And all of these, uh, you know, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, and, uh, excuse me, Mars, they're all pushing in different ways on our North Node, which is our direction, where we're headed, our future. And as it's doing so, as the transiting planets are doing so, they're also hitting some midpoints that can be around confusion of direction, um, volatility in terms of where we're going, a shift, a shift in some way. So, um, of course, this alone could signal a change in party, um, uh, you know, a different way of of you know organizing, of acting. Hopefully, all of the difficult. Uh, energies right now will result in some changes in terms of how our political parties get along, how they take action. Um, but again, we go, okay, this looks like decision time. Which way are we headed? What's what's going to uh, what's going to arise from all of this? And um, you know, there's there's some other stuff I could say, but I think I'll I'll hold off. There's all sorts of things with the eclipses and and stuff in the uh, U.S. chart as well, but I don't want to get too far uh, too far into that. But um, let's take a look too at Joe Biden. Um, you know, Joe Biden. He, you know, he comes across as pretty mellow, but when you look at his chart, he has four planets in Scorpio in the twelfth house. Uh, his chart reminds me a bit of my ex-husband's who on the outside seems very, <laughs> you know, very um, approachable and uh, easygoing, but from the inside of, of that relationship is quite intense. All the Scorpio um, can really, really come out. So um, quite a quite an intense chart when you um, really uh, get, get in and look at it. And also probably a very intensely private person. And that might be why some folks felt like they couldn't really get to know him. Um, you know, in the way, in the way they did other candidates, but um, but here we go. Okay, so uh, Biden's chart. What's going on? So all this pressure, especially on inauguration day, we've got Uranus and Mars squaring his Pluto. So this, of course, can be uh, energy that's helping him assume his position of power. Um, but it also, you know, indicates the tension that will take place on Inauguration Day um, that can relate to him assuming his um, his authority. So it's, you know, fortunately, I think, in a way, though terrible that we had a loss of life um, this past week, I think it's fortunate that we had a pre-event to better prepare for the very volatile day that is Inauguration Day. Um, so, you know, he's, he's got, there's tension all over the chart. Um, f I'm, I'm assuming that they will have a significantly increased security, which they will most likely, most likely need. Um, but I am concerned about Biden fulfilling his service, fulfilling his term. And that can come from a few different ways. Um, and this is partly why... I didn't necessarily see Biden being our president necessarily. 
Um, in part, this has to do with the transit of Neptune in his chart. It opposes his MC right now and has for the last little bit. And to me, this looks like a dream that is uh, far from being fulfilled. Um, the tricky thing with astrology, and we always have to look at all the different angles, is that sometimes an opposition where planets are opposed to one another um, can also signify a new beginning. So it it looks like that is how it manifested, but I still have a little question mark here in my mind around um, if he will really be able to, um, not, not that he will not be able to assume leadership, but if his leadership will be uh, thwarted in some way. And actually even more than the domestic terrorism that we're seeing now, I'm actually really worried about his health in the coming year. So I just thought I'd put a few things out there and share, in part because I'm so intrigued by medical astrology right now. You know, when I look at his chart, especially as we move forward into the spring, we see a real drain on his energy. Um, so if he is able to get through all the you know, external tension of the coming weeks. Um, I'm concerned about his immune system in particular. So he has a potential for a pretty significant drain on his physical resources, energetic resources, especially in the spring, potentially more susceptible to contagious disease. He may have that just natally, um, you know, having, have I have to be more conscientious, more careful, um, in terms of viruses and the like. Of course, he's not here. We don't know. I haven't talked with him, but he has some indication of that in his chart. And so, you know, I'm looking at this from a, a few different a few different angles. And in the spring, Jupiter is going to pass over his south node, which can especially drain one's energy. He's going to have Mars trining his Mars, which um, could bring... Um, infection could bring fever uh his let's see his um oh right now uranus is transiting his sixth house which is always um, a little un unpredictable um, and can bring shifts and changes relating to health matters and venus who's the ruler of his sixth house there's a lot of ways to triangulate information to figure out what's um you know, what may be coming down the pike is also going to be in a tense relationship with Jupiter. So there's a few things that are kind of getting my attention going, hmm, this, uh, this looks like a time where he's going to very much need to bolster his physical health to be able to get through um, this period of time. Saturn will also be transiting, uh, opposing his asteroid Hygieia, which can relate to a health event. Um, and Jupiter, yes, that's right, Jupiter's opposite his Chiron, um, which is also his Mars-Saturn midpoint. So there's quite a few things that show uh, a potential weakening, um, physical weakening, health weakening in some way. So I'm just, you know, the story's not over yet. 2020 was quite a quite a wild year, and I think 2021 is going to have plenty of surprises for us um, in a few different ways. So just kind of keep your keep your eye on those storylines we'll see uh we'll see what transpires um so again if I'm, i always think about it as if the people were my client i'd be um looking at a lot of ways to increase immunity for um for biden and definitely increase security detail for the next few weeks and um that brings us to kamala harris and really if you were just looking at you know if she was a you know pre presidential contender, not a vice presidential, um, you know, she, she looks like, you know, all the energy is so helpful. It's so positive. It's like, oh, of course, she's going to have some kind of a successful event in her career. It's a little more obvious than the rest, <laughs> the rest of the folks. And um, what's interesting is that especially in the coming year, she has so many opportunities for leadership. Of course, we know she's, you know, she's been elected to be the vice president of the United States, um, the first woman in the office, um, and she's coming upon her Saturn return in the next year or so. Um, she's already kind of moving into that energy. Her natal Saturn is at the end of Aquarius, so Saturn has just moved into Aquarius, so it's got a couple years to really get there, but it's already going to start activating some of the themes. And you know, we have, if you don't know much about the Saturn return, it happens in our late 20s and then again 
in our late 50s. Um, and then again, you know, another 29 or so years out um, if you get to live that long. And Saturn is about taking responsibility for the life that we've built, um, you know, assessing the foundations, what do we want to build in the future. And if we do that well in our 20s, then we, um, you know, we can really build on that when we come to the second Saturn return in our 50s. Now, I don't know all about Kamala, but I do know just from a quick, uh, quick look online, her first Saturn return had her having recently graduated from law school, and she was hired as the deputy district attorney uh, in Alameda County in California. So there was a, a assumption of leadership that took place uh, at that time. So we can kind of look ahead and go, okay, you know, assumption of leadership uh, makes sense for the Saturn return. And of course, she's in that now, she's at the beginning of that period now, but I can't help but look at the chart and wonder if um, if that will increase even more in the coming year or so. Um, she will actually have Jupiter first coming across and hitting her Saturn, which can bring accomplishments for sure. And then she's also going to have um, Jupiter coming and hitting her MC, which is just the, one of the most you know, spectacular times in terms of career or can be, um, can bring some of those wonderful um, opportunities her way. So it's interesting to look at uh, to look at Biden's chart and see oh, what could be a weakening and look at Kamala's chart and see what could be a time of growth and strength and new opportunity. Um, she's got quite a quite a powerful chart and um, Saturn, you know, as it comes through, it's making a lot of, um, you know, a lot of connections uh, in a way that could really boost her uh <laughs> boost her profile if she needed that even more, right? Um, interestingly enough, too, uh, one of the eclipses that has taken place uh, in Kamala's chart, it took place in her seventh house. It was a south node solar eclipse, and that could actually signify a partner leaving or a co-leader leaving. So I can't help but wonder, are we going to have a health event or other event that um, actually puts Kamala in the number one position at some point in the not too distant future? Again, we shall see or just curiously looking at the energies. Um, but I do expect we're going to have um, have a bit of an interesting ride in the time ahead. Now, it's clear too that Kamala, you know, a lot of her work here is around women in leadership, her North Node, that point that kind of pulls us towards our destiny. She has there a midpoint of Moon and Mars. So some of this is her feisty fire that, um, you know, maybe isn't expected from women or hasn't been expected from women and kind of gets uh, some of the old guard riled up in some way. But, you know, we've got Moon, feminine, Mars, leadership, female leadership. Um, you know, as some of her work, and I can't wait to see what she does, what no matter what position she's in, um, to be able to awaken more of that. It's really called for its time. We we have Uranus still moving through Taurus, which it did uh, in the 40s, which it did when women were called to uh, create things for the men to go to war. It brought women into the workplace, it brought opportunity for women. So Uranus is back in that same place as it was 80 something years ago. Um, and now here we have this uh, female leader that has quite a call to make change for women. So very, very excited to see um, how all of this, uh, you know, how all of this transpires. Um, okay, so I think that's a pretty good pretty good assessment. Of course, we could talk for hours and hours on end about each one of these charts. And I didn't even mention the, um, you know, that eclipse and how it, how it actually signaled her North node, it signaled her, um, her calling, uh, in some way. So there's, um, gosh, there is a, there's a lot I could keep on, keep on going and keep on saying, hmm, well, I'll just save it for another time, but no, there's some excitement and, uh, and even more opportunities for Kamala, which um, those who identify as female, maybe more opportunities for you as well in the coming time. So, um, so very, very, very exciting. Now, I mentioned that Inauguration Day is somewhat volatile. It is true if you were going to plan an event and you were going to look at the astrology and say, you know, what, what day should we hold this event? Um, 
January 21st would not be it for the inauguration, really. Um, that day, Mars, um, feisty Mars, we already know how feisty Mars is right now in Taurus because of what we've seen in the last week. Mars has been released from Aries. It's shot into Taurus. Um, it's going to be joining Uranus in a very close conjunction. Uranus brings volatility, unpredictability, um, rebellion. Um, so these two getting together on Inauguration Day is quite a, quite a challenging, could be quite a challenging energy. Moon will be there as well, Moon and Taurus, um, further stirring up emotion and unpredictability and um, perhaps even fear in people. Um, and of course, it, no matter what happens, I think we'll have that worry of what's going to happen, right? What our hearts are going to be, um, to be there in some way. So it's, um, it's a wild, it's a wild couple weeks, really. And I'll talk a little bit more about uh, what the week looks like in, uh, in just a minute, we'll get through, uh, we'll talk through the moons, and I will look at them from that perspective as well of what's happening on our national stage here. So uh, one thing to know is that we've had a lot of planets shift signs. Uh, apologies, I have not been the best at getting out my shows weekly. Um, I'm actually going to shift and attempt to publish them on Fridays now instead of Sundays. I think I can handle that a little bit more consistently, so just a heads up. Um, but in the last week, we've had three planets change signs. We've had Mars, as I said earlier, move into Taurus. We had Mercury move into Aquarius. Mercury, excuse me, is our communication planet, um, relates to trade and commerce and uh, partnerships and deals, and is now in Aquarius. Aquarius is a sign of innovation, of problem solving, of rebellion, don't forget. Um, and so it's a really wonderful time to think big, big picture about whatever it is that you are working on. Um, whether that's in your personal life, your business, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, Aquarius has the ability to see patterns that other others cannot see. So it's a great time to really, you know, again, look, look large scale at whatever uh, you're working on and start to really put these pieces together and see, see the simplicity and the complexity. Uh, Mercury and Aquarius can help you do that in a really big way. And Mercury will be joining lots of planets along its way too. It's going to uh, make a connection with uh, Jupiter and Saturn, of course, because they're in the early sign of Aquarius as well. Um, so that'll that'll impact the energy too. Um, and then lastly, we just had Venus move into Capricorn. So, you know, Venus has been in Sagittarius, which, you know, Venus and Sag needs a lot of independence and space um, in terms of partnership and um, so moving into Capricorn, a sign of commitment and stability, uh, brings some of those energies or could bring some of those energies to, uh, your relationships or to your decision-making about relationships, if anything of that nature is going on. Um, so yeah, it's this sense of duty and responsibility and putting our care and attention to, um, to those things. So taking a look here at the moons and some of the other uh, movements of the week, uh, currently today, Sunday, January 10th, the moon is in Sagittarius. We are in the final moon phase. We're in the balsamic moon. Um, so, you know, this is right before the, the dark moon, the new moon. And this is a time of completing karma, healing. Some things may feel a little out of sync. You kind of know something new is getting ready to start. Now we will move tomorrow, Monday, January 11th. Um, we'll start the day with moon in Capricorn. Um, moon in Capricorn is very oriented towards getting things done. It's about taking responsibility, accountability. Um, it's, gosh, people who have uh, significant planets in Capricorn have always just so uh, enthralled with their abilities to uh, you know, build, build things and uh, build up their plans and great, great, great business people. So it's a good business moon. And as the day goes on, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, Mercury is going to make a connection with Jupiter. So this is Mercury communication joining Jupiter, which expands things. So I have no doubt we're going to wake up to big news. Um, of course, we're kind of expecting that there's going to be a, um, 
potential impeachment, you know, starting to get off the ground. Um, it may be something of that nature. So something exposed, lots of chatter, lots to talk about, lots to distract you if you have work to get done. So uh, know that, plan around that, um, use that energy for yourself. How can you use this big Jupiter <laughs> energy in Aquarius around your plans? How can you get big with whatever it is that you are thinking about? Um, and I say that so many of my clients are entrepreneurs. So use this, try not to get distracted by the things that are undoubtedly going to be around you. How can you make, make some big plans uh, for your work? And, um, you know, there's also an energy of surprises, <laughs> uh, especially a little bit, um, a little bit later in the day. And of course, what you should know, as I'm talking about the moons is that there's actually much more complexity than I'm sharing with you here. Um, and, also that just because this is some of the energy of the cosmos doesn't mean you feel it quite that way. Um, someone, I, I was working with a client recently and she said, oh, Kara, you said, you know, Christmas day was going to be like this and it wasn't like that at all. And that's true. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's why working with our personal charts is so important because uh, it tells more of the story where the energy is really uh, where, where it really is in our chart and what it's activating us. So they don't necessarily correspond, but it gives you a kind of sense of the energy in the world uh, by going through the moons. And of course, if you know your chart and I say moon is in Capricorn, you can think to that part of your chart and know um, that there's energy there. So just a little aside. So Tuesday, January 12th, again, we're still in the uh, last bit of the moon phase. Uh, moon will also still be in Capricorn, and we see our ideas encounter some resistance. Mercury is going to square Uranus at the very beginning of the day. So this can also be like whatever big plans you've got cooking at the beginning of the week um, on Monday will then, you know, you got to get, get structured around it, figure out maybe possibly a new plan. There's going to be some resistance. I can't help but think um, about what's going to be happening up at the Capitol. So um, later that day, we will have the new moon. So the new moon takes place at 9 p.m., new moon in Capricorn. This is a really important new moon. Um, this moon is taking place at 23 degrees of Capricorn. And if you've been following along with the astrology of the last year, you know 23, 22, 23, 24 degrees of Capricorn, that's where all the big action has taken place this year. That's where Saturn and Pluto have been um, getting together. That's where Jupiter and Pluto were getting together. Um, so that's where, that's like the COVID uh, part of the chart, really. That's where a lot of that energy was coming from, these new cycles, these new um, uh, systems and things that we're going to be working with in the next a couple of decades. So here we have a new moon happening at this really sensitive, really volatile part of the zodiac. And moon, uh, sun and moon are going to be with Pluto, who's still right there at 24 degrees. Um, just because Saturn and Jupiter have moved forward, I mean, Pluto's a slow moving planet, our slowest, right? So it's going to still be there. So we have this powerful, powerful, powerful new moon, intense new moon. Um, and what's interesting too is that this new moon is opposed to Trump's, in his natal chart, Trump's Saturn. So Trump's planet of leadership and authority is getting a ton of pressure from this new moon. Can't, can't help but make some uh, wonderings about that. Um, but from a, you know, from a wider standpoint, having a new moon in the sign of Capricorn, in the sign of leadership, in the sign of authority. I mean, can you think of uh, a better thing <laughs> that we could that we could have at this particular part of the zodiac? So I'm really excited to see um, this energy and how it plays out. And of course, you know, we we track the new moons, we track the full moons, and some people, you know, they'll they'll talk about planting a seed at the new moon. You're putting your intentions for something. And then at the full moon, you kind of do a, you know, celebration of what's happened. But technically, the new moon's uh, partnership moon, it's, it's, it's full moon in Capricorn, it doesn't take place usually for like a year and a half later. So um, sometimes the seeds that are getting planted here <laughs> take quite a while to see what's developing out of them. So just know um, there's lots of different ways to work with the uh, moon cycles. 
Um, oh man, I could just talk on and on about that and I will share more, <laughs> more, more ways about working with the moon um, as we go along in the future. So I can't help but wonder, will our leaders come together at this new moon when sun and moon join together? Will our parties come together? Will our leaders come together in some way to take a stand? Uh, we shall see. This new moon is also opposite the United States chart, uh, the Mercury in the United States chart, which rules the seventh and tenth house. So there's a, there is an energy here on change in leadership that could be stimulated as well. So then we will move on through the day. Whew, there's a lot that happens on Wednesday. Um, more action regarding authority. We've got Mars uh, squaring Saturn. Um, tension and frustration with leadership, accountability. Gosh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting week, folks. Um, moon will then conjoin Saturn around 2 p.m. Um, may have a lot of uh, thoughts and feelings around uh, the things of Saturn, things of uh, things of our leadership. And, um, you know, there's also this sense of yeah, moon, moon is going to square Uranus. Gosh, there's just so many connections that Moon makes on Wednesday. And I can't help, as I'm looking at it, can't help but wonder, especially Moon moving. Oh, I forgot to say Moon moves into Aquarius um, in the early part of the day on Wednesday. So around 8.45 a.m. or so Pacific Standard Time. So there is this kind of feeling of like people coming together for a rebellion, people coming together for the big plan uh, for looking down the road. So... Uh, whether that's just one party or both parties, I don't know, but there's definitely a lot of forward thinking happening this week. Um, Mercury cannot, uh, cannot but help that. And on Thursday, January 14th, Mercury is going to enter its shadow. Mercury will retrograde starting on January 30th, but on Thursday it hits the spot um, to which it will retrograde in February. So just know that if there's any big purchases you want to make technology-wise, um, if you have any deals to ink, uh, things relating to Mercury, you want to do it before Wednesday because Thursday is when Mercury will hit a spot that, um, that may make you have to revisit, revise, rethink something that you get get underway in the coming weeks. So just a little FYI. And then the other huge event that happens on um on Thursday the 14th is Uranus goes direct. And Uranus is a, again, a very volatile planet. Um, when Uranus goes direct, especially um, in an earth sign as it is in Taurus, um, sometimes we have shaking of the earth, um, literal earthquakes, or it could be metaphysical earthquakes. So again, this really wild energy that is, um, that's present in the cosmos this week. So um, pay attention to that. And especially the five days before and after Uranus goes direct, um, you know, it's, you feel that planet shifting and slowing down and moving. So there's a lot of volatility again. Um, so really the whole week, you can just look at that. But Thursday is the day that it is, um, it is exact. And it's very early in the morning on Thursday, you know, not, not much after midnight on Wednesday. Um, so be aware. And then the sun is going to make a connection with Pluto. Again, it's Capricorn season. The sun will hit 24 degrees of Capricorn. That sensitive spot in the zodiac, as I mentioned before, will join with Pluto. So uh, lots of themes around power and authority and lots of ways to work with it, lots of ways to look at it this week. Finally, we get to uh, Monday and we will have the moon shifting into Aquarius that afternoon, excuse me, Pisces that afternoon at uh, 2.17 p.m. So we kind of end the week needing a heck of a lot of rest from all of the the wild things that happen earlier in the week. So Friday's like, okay, I need to take, <laughs> I need to take some time. I've got a lot to process. Um, uh, needing some space, needing some rest, needing to protect your energy, your aura. Pisces um, is so giving uh, and so sensitive, you really have to uh, protect your energy. So moon and Pisces, we may just be like information experience overload, uh, need to need to get some get some rest. So build that in if you can at all. Um, the following day, uh, Saturday, the 16th, um, we will then be moving into the crescent moon, the um, 
uh, crescent moon phase. So there is, there's still some pushing, there's still some struggle that happens, um, for, uh, you know, getting this new Capricorn moon off and running. Um, of course not, well, not much will be happening in government over the weekend, but, uh, but just know there's some more push energy to come, of course. And then on Sunday, which, um, oh, I guess soon, if I'm going to be doing things on Fridays, I don't have to go all the way through Sunday. Um, but then on Sunday, we're going to have, um, uh, a big event. Jupiter will square Uranus at six degrees. Um, Jupiter will be at six degrees of Aquarius. Uh, Uranus will be at six degrees of Taurus. And um, this is going to be one of the sensitive spots this year where there's a lot of energy and action happening. Um, and I'm going to talk much, much more about that in my upcoming webinars. Um, also later that day, Sunday, Moon will move into Aries. So um, coming up, <laughs> I'm going to talk much more about the year. I'll go through all of the major retrogrades, the different themes, how to work with them. We may talk about COVID or politics, answer folks' questions. Um, but I'll be doing two webinars. One is next Saturday, January 16th uh, at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm also doing another webinar. It's the same uh, set of information, but just different time for different schedules. And that will be on Thursday, January 21st at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, you can sign up and on my website. It's karajames.com, C-A-R-A-J-A-M-E-S.com. And I hope you'll come and we'll, we'll look at, <laughs> we'll look at this, a uh, little bit of a review of 2020 and just remember how we got to this place that we um, have. And then we're going to look forward into 2021. And so much is going to be around, again, our personal revolution, um, pushing through fear, experiencing more freedom, uh, big, big, big themes this year. We'll look at the eclipses. There's so much, so much stuff to cover. So you'll get a good sense of, you know, where the action and energy is this year. And uh, I think I'll also put out a little video in advance, just showing you where to find different parts of your chart, because not everyone, you know, works with their charts as well. So to be able to see where the moons and things are will be, um, will be nice. So uh, stay tuned on that. In the meantime, head to my website and register. And um, actually, I forgot to say that one of the changes that I made this year is your registration cost actually covers yourself and a friend. So you can send a coupon code to a friend, they can sign up for free, um, and you can attend together. And uh, anyway, that shall be fun. So I will, I will talk to you soon. I hope you have a, <laughs> a good week. Be prepared for all of the energies as best that you can. Again, make good use of, um, of this forward thinking Aquarian, uh, uh, Mercury and all the different connections that it makes this week. Um, powerful, powerful energy for you to harness. In the meantime, I will remain cosmically yours, Kara James. P.S. I do know that it's the year 2021, but I don't feel like going back and editing it. So there.